This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. So this Bill Barr holdover named John Durham has been working away, but with very few results. And I'm talking about this. I have it right here, actually, because we're going to get to this tonight. He just released this lengthy final report. It runs about 300 pages, and it's a dud. It does not uncover much of what Barr, who appointed this prosecutor, and Trump, who Barr was trying to appease, what they had hoped. Uh, except that the FBI and the Department of Justice completely ignored the law, buried exculpatory evidence, knew that there was no evidence supporting their cause, lied to the FISA court, altered documents, to undermine the President of the United States, to, to kneecap a presidential administration for political reasons, and that a whole bunch of them belong in a penitentiary. Other than that, that's Ari Melber on uh, MSNBC, the NBC byproduct. Sure, but that's our news media. That's that's the role they play in our society. It's the merger between state and corporate power. The Democrat Party and corporate media. It's fascism. Ah, uh, yes. Now I want to talk about uh, I want to talk about my uh, my new television show on Newsmax, 9 p.m. Eastern, Monday through Friday, because there are some things to talk about, and. Uh, Maybe we'll talk about how the Democrat Party's become so anti-capitalist um, tonight on the on the big show. But President Trump on Truth Social sent out a clip from our show last night. Uh, Matt Gates was a uh, member of the panel last night, and he was a ton of fun. He was uh, great, and um, and President Trump liked it. He uh, he put it out, and I'm and I'm happy about that. And that. That is uh, doubtless good news for, uh, for me and for everyone at Newsmax. He has a couple of followers, uh, you know, in the, well, hundreds of millions, I think, maybe a billion, maybe 1.7 billion. Uh, Mediaite, the left-wing propaganda outlet, um, felt compelled to put a piece out last night. Cable news ratings Friday, May 12th. Now, the show premiered last Monday, a week ago yesterday, huh? And so last week was our first week, in case any Democrats are following along. And on Friday, our 9 p.m. show, Chris Plant and the Right Squad, beat CNN, beat CNN in the ratings, which is Manderson Pooper. Anderson Cooper is on at 9 p.m. on CNN. And on Friday night, after it was our fifth day on the air, we beat CNN. Now, that's, that's not bad. Newsmax is rising. CNN is, of course, in the death throes. They're in a closet committing autoerotic asphyxiation, and uh, they might die as a result. Cable news ratings for Friday, May 12th. CNN primetime viewership drops below Newsmax. That's the headline. 
CNN Prime dropped Friday. Total viewers from 8 p.m. to 11 p.m. Coming below right-wing news channel Newsmax, which scored an average of 357,000 primetime viewers. The ratings beleaguered uh, network, the uh, uh, CNN, landed in fourth place in primetime, also behind Fox News and MSNBC, which averaged 1.44 million and 1.8, 1.08 million total viewers. Now, this is uh, pretty interesting stuff, I've got to say, because CNN is really, really in the death throes, and it's, it uh, used to be a news organization. I had to leave a long time ago because it had gotten so terrible, so tragic. But in the, uh, <clears throat> in the 7 p.m. hour, the 7 p.m. hour, um, <clears throat> uh, pardon me, Newsmax beat CNN. Okay? That's, uh, that's the, uh, the thing going on with them. Newsmax beat CNN. They had, um, in the 7 p.m. hour, they have really, they have Aaron Burnett. Nobody watches that. But Rob Schmidt on Newsmax, Rob Schmidt tonight, beat Aaron Burnett on, uh, on, uh, on CNN. And um, then in the 8 p.m. hour, Eric Bowling, the balance, Eric Bowling, the balance, <clears throat> uh, beat out CNN. And um, then in the 9 o'clock hour, hosted by me, Chris Plant, Right Squad, beat the whole story with Anderson Cooper, Anderson Cooper, uh, in the turns out what Anderson has the eight the eight p.m. hour and the nine p.m. hour. Who see how many? Not many people knew that. I I didn't know that. I used to work there, and I didn't I don't even know who's on there now, because really nobody watches CNN. And I know a lot of former CNN people. And let me tell you something: the former CNN people don't watch CNN because CNN is terrible, and it's not a. Uh, <clears throat> it's not really. It's really not a, a news organization. It's just a cable television channel. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Yeah, but uh, Eric Bowling beat the uh, <clears throat> another Chicago guy and uh, former Fox News. Eric Bowling. Eric Bowling, the balance uh, beat out Anderson Cooper's first hour, and then uh, my show beat out uh, Anderson Cooper's second hour, and that's uh, great stuff. Yes, it is. You betcha. And in the 10 p.m. hour, Greg Kelly reports beat Talking to Chris Wallace. Is that an actual show on CNN? Is that, <laughs> that's, that's pretty crazy. <clears throat> Who knew? Again, uh, nobody watches CNN. <laughs> that's the problem they're having there, I think. But in any case, very happy and thank you, the uh, 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 great American audience of uh, American patriots who recognize that our media has gone around the bend and and they're terrible, and you have to tune in to Newsmax and this radio station to get the real news. See what I'm saying? Here's a uh, the Democrats. You know, the Democrats are um, they're they're basically Bolsheviks at this point. They're not liberals; they're leftists, and they're turning the country into um, you know a third world country. My best girl and I in January. We went to uh, Buenos Aires, Buenos Aires, Argentina. And we um, then flew down to Ushuaia and Tierra del Fuego in southern Argentina. And we boarded a ship and we went to Antarctica. 
uh, as um, uh, part of our, our travels because we like going places. And, and it was my seventh continent. And for Democrats listening, there are only seven continents. And it was a lot of fun. And there is news today out of Argentina that I wanted to share. Argentina raises interest rate to 97%. Their interest rate is 97%. We're talking like it might be difficult to get a, a bank loan now. You might have to pay 8% or something, you know, uh, 6%, whatever you might pay. Argentina raises interest rate to 97% as it struggles to tackle inflation. Well, that ought to do it. Sure, that should that should make it happen. Argentina interest rate, ninety-seven uh, percent. Hmm. Gosh. So you borrow a hundred thousand dollars, and at the end of this year, you owe one hundred ninety-seven thousand dollars. That's what you owe, right? Hundred thousand dollars. The end of the year, it'll cost you a hundred and ninety-seven thousand dollars to pay it back. The central bank of Argentina raised its key interest rate Monday by six percentage points to 97% in an effort to tackle soaring inflation that has reached 30-year highs. See, here in the United States, that our, our central bank, the Federal Reserve, keeps raising interest rates, and they say, oh, this will uh, combat inflation. Sure, that uh, sounds good. That's the highest level since the early 1990s, and currently Venezuela and Zimbabwe are the only two countries experiencing higher inflation than Argentina. Uh, Venezuela, of course, was the most prosperous country in Latin America until the real hardcore lefties took over. And then it, of course, went straight to hell, didn't it? Uh, Economically and in every other way. You know, have you seen this? uh, There's kind of a funny Democrat story of the anti-capitalist cafe. Have you heard about the anti-capitalist cafe? Because this is pretty good stuff. Liberals. The anti-capitalist cafe, they're, they're leftists, uh, obviously, and they, um, they're crazy. That's redundant, I know. But the uh, anti-capitalist cafe, they, they decided that they would charge people whatever they wanted to pay. See, it's a cafe, and you come in and you enjoy their their cafe stuff in uh, Toronto, which is in Canada, where the health care is free, but the coffee is $42. Anti-capitalist cafe, pay what you can. See, it's the pay-what-you-can-cafe uh, pay in Toronto, Canada. Closes after one year in business. That uh, came as a big surprise to the people that opened it, I think. A self-described anti-capitalist cafe and coffee shop in Canada named The Anarchist, it's called The Anarchist, right? With a pay-what-you-can business model, will close at the end of the month after just one year in business. The Toronto shop, which opened in March 2022, will close on May 30th, its owner announced in a statement, blaming, a quote, a lack of generational wealth slash seed capital from Ethically bankrupt sources. Now, that makes a lot of sense, right? The ethically bankrupt sources are not providing him with seed capital to go bankrupt. And he blames a lack of generational wealth. Um, This is classic textbook leftist moron stuff. 
The cafe offered drip coffee to customers with a pay-what-you-can price tag while charging for other beverages like espresso and tea drinks. I've never had an espresso. I've never had a cup of coffee. As well as breakfast pastries to subsidize the lost revenue. It also allowed the public to use the restrooms and hang out in the storefront without making a purchase. Sounds like a good plan. The store also carried a selection of radical books, radical art, radical pins, radical T-shirts, all for sale. And still they went bankrupt because it's pay uh, what you want. The so-called anti-capitalist cafe shop and uh, radical community space on stolen land, this is what they called it, right? This is what they call themselves. The anti-capitalist cafe shop and radical community space on stolen land. It was uh, the Indians stole it from the deer. You got to keep that in mind because the land originally belonged to the deer and then uh, natives in Canada. So you can't really call them Native Americans. All that is North America. Um, You know, we had this once a year in Rock Creek Park. The federal government hires men with rifles to go in there and to cull the deer because there are too many deer in Washington, D.C., so they kill them with rifles. And a local news station went out and did a story on it, and they ran into a liberal out there in the Rock Creek Park. It's wrong for anyone to kill deer. Um, the, the reasons they're using for the deer hunt are completely falsified and, and wrong. Um, the deer are not overpopulated. Um, it only seems that way to them because we've taken their land. See, we stole the land from the deer. Well, the Indians did. And then we uh, stole the land from the Indians. This is... They, they're really confused about the passage of time and history and, and um, the rotations of the earth. Yeah, so the anti-capitalist cafe, sh- uh, cafe shop, radical community space on stolen land, raised eyebrows when it first opened, especially among conservatives and supporters of capitalism. Capitalism. That's crazy. I've also got a uh, school for you, a school district in California, the Teachers Union, that has come out against capitalism. This is today in America. These are liberal Democrats. And I've got that coming up for you as well. So what is it? Uh, and I've got more. I've got more uh, also on Durham. Um, but you, you got to get in the crazy anti-capitalist Democrats and the uh, crazy. And also, there's another story. The radical leftists are, they're such racists. They're saying we need to replace Clarence Thomas on the Supreme Court because they're radical extremists and racists. And they need to replace him with Barack Obama who's uh, not a judge, uh, but that doesn't matter because they are the third world. They are a banana republic, and they are racists. So what is it about us humans? Anyway, we love things that make our blood pressure go up, don't we? You know, news and politics and bratwurst and pizza and commuting in the morning, rushing for trains, working long hours. How about one thing every day, a 30-second break that cuts the other way? A way to help take control of your health and help lower your blood pressure. Well, meet 120 Life. This juice drink, 120 Life, made of pomegranates, tart cherries, cranberries, can help lower your blood pressure without side effects. It has beetroot and magnesium. They're all beneficial to your blood pressure, and and it's delicious. Just one eight-ounce bottle a day can help, too. And there's a risk-free money-back guarantee. Even the thought of trying it won't stress you out. So go to 120life.com. That's 120-L-I-F-E on Al Gore's amazing internet and order their two-week trial pack. When you use the code CHRIS, 
you're going to save 15%. 120 Life is more than just a juice drink. It's a way to take control of your health and your blood pressure in the world that can, in a world that can sometimes seem crazy and overwhelming. Am I, am I right? We need more stuff like this on the planet, I think. These statements and products have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. The product is not intended to diagnose, cure, prevent, or treat any disease or condition. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, the uh, Radical Cafe. It's hard to believe they're going to close, isn't it? Who could have guessed? Who could have predicted such a thing? Jonathan Turley tweeted, It turns out that Adam Smith might not have known how to make a good latte, but he knew a bit about economics. The much-touted anti-capitalist cafe is closing after allowing customers to pay whatever they wanted. Didn't see that one coming, huh? Under the burdens of capitalism and under living under a society that's increasingly concentrating wealth among the rich, we're not having kids. Hey, Chris here with some exciting news. Now you can listen to me live on the WMAL app. Doesn't matter if you're in your car, in the office, on the go. The WMAL app delivers crystal clear, around-the-clock news coverage anywhere with cell service or Wi-Fi. So don't miss a second of your favorite shows. Download the WMAL app today on the Apple App Store or at Google Play Store. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail from accepting payments to managing inventory. Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Uh, some leftist named Joe Lapointe has uh, written up something demanding that Justice Clarence Thomas be replaced on the Supreme Court with Barack Obama, who's never been a judge, didn't really work as a lawyer, just went from law school to politics. I think he's a leftist, though, and that's good enough. And they're attacking Clarence Thomas and smearing him and slandering him. And um, never mind the. Uh, Katanji Brown Jackson, she's got uh, all kinds of conflicts of interest. She hasn't declared her husband's income in years. She hasn't done uh, all these things. But it's fine because were it not for double standards, liberals would have no standards at all. And MSDNC has, uh, well, we know that they're insane. They've got a, a story, a headline today Why Planned Parenthood, they like exterminating 40% of the black population because the Democrats, you know, they love black people. Um, and their organs. They love to harvest their little organs. Why Planned Parenthood now wants to pack the court. And it's a picture of the Supreme Court justices in their black robes with the, the uh, curtain back there. A recent academic paper, they say, projected that without court expansion, uh, Banana Republic, third world packing of the Supreme Court, Democrats might not control the Supreme Court until 2065. 2065. They might not control it. Listen to the language they use. They need to pack the court. Otherwise, they might not control it until 2065.
Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. All right, uh, let's, we'll get to the uh, telephones in just a moment. Let me hit a, a couple of uh, couple more sound bites here. Senator Ron Johnson, the Republican from uh, Wisconsin, who was on the Greta Van Susteren show last night on the Newsmax channel, uh, talking about the Durham report and what was learned. Now, the news media, once again, is going to bury this in a shallow grave because they're not a legitimate Uh, Fourth Estate, they're a Democrat Party front group, the entire gang of them. It should shock Americans that President Obama, Vice President Biden, CIA Director Brennan were briefed, I think on August 3rd, 2016, that Hillary Clinton had a scheme to make up a collusion between Trump and Russia. So, so they, they knew the Steele dossier was bought and paid for. Oh, by the way, you know, it was, it was my investigators that uncovered the redacted footnotes that contradicted what was in the body of the FISA report, saying the FBI, but we had no idea the Steele dossier was Russian disinformation. The footnotes said, no, they knew exactly it was. Yes, and I shared that with you at the time, and uh, I, I have x-ray vision when it comes to BS reporting from BS organizations. Um, Senator Mike Lee, the Republican uh, from Utah, was on the television this morning on the Fox News Channel, and uh, he was not pulling any punches, and he's a smart guy, and he knows whereof he speaks. This is more than just garden-variety misconduct or sloppiness on the part of the FBI. This shows that our nation's premier law enforcement agency uh, was, was able to take political motivations and weaponize them into our criminal justice system weaponize. to undertake an investigation against a presidential candidate who they didn't want to win. Mm-hmm. In fact, that they got away with this and did so in the absence of even a scintilla of legitimate evidence to support it is not just a, an affront to the Constitution, but it's a threat to the very concept of popular sovereignty, the idea that our government is of the people, by the people, and for the people. Uh, the, the the implications of this cannot be overstated, and we've got to make sure that this is weeded out completely. But there are going to have to be major consequences for the FBI and the Department of Justice over this. Well, and with it, you know, not just bureaucracies, not just buildings and and agencies and departments, but individuals. Otherwise, look, I fully expect that most of the Washington crowd is laughing it off today, and and knowing that they've got a green light to do it again because it's a consequence-free life. Senator Mike Lee. We've known for a long time that the deep state was alive and well. What we didn't know, at least not to this degree, was that the deep state heavily plays even in our criminal law enforcement agencies. And so at the end of the day, the Founding Fathers made a wise choice by not putting the power to run elections in the hands of the federal government. It put it with the states. But whereas here you've got this massive behemoth of a federal law enforcement agency that can affect those, we see that that too imperils the structure of the Constitution. 
the structure of the Constitution. That's that's all, and that's and it's all thereafter. Um, that and the children, of course, pay no attention to that either. In fact, there is a new poll out that finds that teenagers would rather give up the right to vote than to stop using social media for a year. Now, uh, in fairness, they asked kids as young as 13 years old who aren't exactly standing in line to vote. But they said, hey, would you give up your social media for a year to vote? And they said, no. God, are you kidding me? I wouldn't give up my, don't be ridiculous. I would never do anything of the kind. Please. That's uh, crazy. Jonathan Turley is a uh, law professor and at the George Washington University in uh, Washington, D.C. And he's um, kind of a no-nonsense guy. I, I, uh, I have uh, great respect for Professor Turley. Met him a couple of times over the years. Um, but this is the biggest criminal political action I believe, in American history. The amazing thing about this report is to see the origin of this false story. You know, the Durham went on the issues like the salacious hotel story and found that there was no source there. In fact, the people who apparently started the story, as you noted, uh, said that they had no basis for it. They often conflicted in their memory as to how it came about. And yet when that story was given to Steele, three days later, it was in the Steele dossier. And that shows really what sort of a clown show this was. But this is also why clowns are pretty scary at times. Yeah, honestly, it is. Uh, yeah, the, the clown is attacking you with a giant butcher knife. And and his name is the Democrat Party, Jonathan Turley. You know, you had a, a, a terribly salacious and damaging story put into the report by a group that was funded by the Clinton campaign. And that then took off. And as you noted, it succeeded. But it's also the details. You know, this whole operation was hidden in legal funding by Mark Elias, who was the general counsel of the Clinton campaign. Reporters have said that they asked the Clinton campaign, did you fund the Steele dossier? And the Clinton campaign lied and said that they did not. And they later admitted that, in fact, they did fund it. Lying is not really a, they have no qualms about that. Hillary Clinton is a famous and notorious and pathological liar. Then there's her husband, of course. I did not have sexual relations with that woman, Miss Lewinsky. Um, really? What, what does woman mean? So they can't even, can't even answer. Back then, uh, Bill Clinton could answer what a woman is. Now the Democrats can't, and Supreme Court justices don't know what a, at least one does know what a woman is. But remember, that all wrote on what uh, you meant by sexual relations, because they found a definition that was outside of the parameters of the discussion. That's how dishonest these people are. And they, they well, they just say, well, that's legalese. We're just, that's legalese. Jonathan Turley is a law professor. All of these people are advocates of fighting disinformation uh, because it's a danger to democracy. Right. Well, this is that danger. You, yes. you, you actually use disinformation I, I think against an elected president. Yeah, and uh, J. Edgar Comey, of course, as I've been calling him for a long time and as everyone ought to know him, J. Edgar Comey, who was the corrupt FBI uh, director at the time. You remember he went up and he briefed President Trump at Trump Tower in New York when he was president-elect. Um, and then 
he leaked the dossier. He was uh, one of the people, and he briefed him on it, but he didn't tell him what it really was. He deceived the president-elect. He didn't like the president-elect, so he abused his power. And then you remember he wrote, it up, he wrote up notes in the FBI computer in the back of the FBI armored vehicle, the Chevy Suburban, and then the FBI jet. And then he later said that it was his diary. No, that was my diary, like he's Ashley Biden leaving his diary at the drug rehab center under the pillow for someone to find it later and then claim it was stolen. The lies that come out of this city. You do a, an every-night TV series just on the lies coming out of Washington, D.C. Um, and uh, Turley on J. Edgar Comey. The fact is that Comey, when Comey said, I never thought I'd say these words about that hotel scene, uh, he has no defense other than saying, I really am not very good at what I do. So either he was biased or he was the most pitiful excuse of an FBI director in the history of that bureau. Because early on, American intelligence threw a red flag on the Steele dossier and said that it actually might be Russian disinformation. He could have picked up a phone and found out the same information and didn't. He went and did interviews. The hotel scene to which Jonathan Turley refers is the Russian prostitute Moscow hotel peeing in the bed. Mr. Germaphobe is going to pay for that, uh, Donald Trump, right? Um, and uh, for the reason for that was the Obamas had slept in the bed. Now, only a demented mental case could come up with such a scenario. But, uh, you know, if you're looking for a demented mental case to come up with such a scenario, your average run-of-the-mill Democrat is probably uh, probably the, you know, fill the bill there. Um, they're a demented, kinky, sloppy, messy bunch, and um, don't sleep in their beds. Just, uh, just saying, you know. Monkeypox. We didn't even get to the monkeypox yesterday. So we had a headline from the World Health Organization on Friday that said monkeypox is no longer a major threat to the world. And then the next day in the Washington Post, monkeypox is making a resurgence and a comeback. I, uh, now it's called mpox because they think that sounds better. That's, isn't that uh, like a space movie with, uh, with Kevin with Kevin Spacey? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, K-Pax. Uh, by the way, uh, we've talked about this recently, the John F. Kennedy assassination files that the CIA still hasn't released, even though they were ordered to do so by Congress. And it turns out, um, this came up actually on my Newsmax show last week with a member of Congress, and um, said, well, yeah, it's true that Congress ordered the uh, uh, executive branch to release the CIA documents on the John F. Kennedy assassination in 1963, shot in the head by a communist or by the CIA. Uh, they still haven't released documents, even though the, the Congress ordered them to do so. And it turns out that each president is uh, required to, the pre hey, do you want to release the JFK documents? And Joe Biden has said no, right? I'm not sure Donald Trump has ever asked about it, but now the Daily Wire is reporting. Trump pledges to release all JFK assassination files if reelected. Uh, you know, I, you think it's maybe past uh, time, past due for uh, that to come out. I'm, I'm thinking probably, probably. Just guessing. I'd like to see him. That's what I'd like to see. And because we live in a crazy world, Martha Stewart, who you remember she went to prison for financial crimes? 
but no one in the Biden administration is even, um, you know, facing uh, community service at a soup kitchen. Have you noticed this? Martha Stewart went to prison because of financial chicanery. She's 81 years old now, and she's going to appear um, somewhat scantily clad on the front cover of the Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition at the age of 81 because the Democrat Party has a lot of issues, a lot of issues. She looks fine for 81. She looks very good for 81. Uh, But the Swimsuit Edition of Sports Illustrated and Martha Stewart at age 81 that's another thing altogether. No Joe Biden, though? No, no Jill Biden? I said Joe. Yeah, Joe, Joe Biden should be on the cover. He should be in a lady's swimsuit on the cover of uh, sports. Is that what you're suggesting? Yeah. It's uh, getting weird over here. It's Isn't getting he weird. 81? He's uh, 80. Uh, I think he's 80. Um, yeah, uh, Martha Stewart looks better than Joe Biden. And her brain is working much better than Joe Biden. My best girl and I ran into Martha Stewart in the Galapagos, the Galapagos Islands, several years ago we were there, and she was chasing around, chasing us around on another ship. We were on a small ship with 100 passengers. She was on another ship, and, and it seemed like everywhere we went, there was Martha Stewart again. We're like, Martha, you're stalking. Am I going to have to get a restraining order? Crazy. I'd, I, I, uh, I also wanted to get to the, uh, you know, you just can't get to everything. The Colorado Teachers Union Against Capitalism. Can parents trust their kids to this group? It's quite amazing. Colorado Teachers Union has come out against capitalism. They, they say that capitalism is terrible because they say it inherently, capitalism, inherently exploits, exploits children and public schools. Capitalism does. Yeah. You know, the goal of socialism is communism, according to Vladimir Lenin. The goal of the Democrat Party is socialism, and communism is slavery. And the Democrat Party is the party of the Confederate States of America and slavery, too. All right, let's, uh, let's grab a uh, phone call. I apologize for not going to the phones uh, more frequently today. There's just too much crazy that the Democrats have shoveled at me. Let's go to Tim calling from Leesburg, Virginia. Tim, you're on the Chris Plant Show. Hey, Chris. Thanks for taking my call. Um, congrats on the new show. It's great. Uh, gets better every day. Uh, <laughs> Thank just, you. Just wanted to uh, point out that the the weasels, McCabe and Strzok and Joe Scarborough and everybody are pointing to the fact that nobody's been prosecuted or indicted in this latest uh, release, and they're they're proving the point, but it's not the point that they think they're proving. It's the double standard in our system. If you or I had done what Kleinsmith had done in traffic court, we'd be in jail. They, they, they've gotten away with everything. And that's what's getting, you know, 65-year-old grandmothers so fired up that they're willing to protest and go inside the Capitol. That's what's making everybody mad. It's not each individual uh, instance. It's that they keep getting away with it. They did it again with... Uh, the 50 intelligence officials. Yep. They keep they keep getting away with it. Yep. You're, and, uh, you're 100% right. Our first caller today, Will, was making more or less the same point. And they get away. And where are the Republicans, you got to ask, Tim, right? Yep. I, I completely agree. And if I can make one more quick, I'll try to make it concise point. It, it's, it's on us. 
uh, you and I, I think we're on the same team. Uh, we have to keep these these issues in the news. I realize you you've got a show and you've got to keep things that are newsworthy in the news. And there may may not be any new developments in a case, but you know, hopefully, you being the big time prime prime time uh, anchor guy, you can potentially have Matt Gates or Ron Johnson or somebody on your radio show. To, to pressure them to say, what are you guys doing? There's there's no developments on this. What are you, what are you doing? Yeah. Keep it in the news. I mean, yeah. last week, one of the biggest, I mean, up until yesterday, one of the biggest political corruption stories of my lifetime happened. And a week later, I love your show. Uh, this isn't, I'm trying to be as constructive with my criticism as possible. Sure. But uh, less than a week later, Friday and yesterday, the only mention you made of that story was to point out that the New York Times and the Washington Post hadn't covered it. And I don't think you did it, you know, intentionally. There was no new breaking news. But I think we, you, uh, people like you, need to keep these stories in the news. They were able to keep the Mueller investigation in the news. It was a fake story. Yeah, They were able to keep it in the news for two years. Information dominance, man. Well, let me, let me tell you about the was- latest scandal, Tim, because I'm running out the, the clock here. Uh, Today, the IRS, the Internal Revenue Service, removed the entire investigative team that was looking into Hunter Biden's crooked schemes. The whistleblower went to Congress out of the IRS and uh, blew the whistle on the Biden family. And the Justice Department intervened under Merrick Garland, Joe Biden's administration, jumped in, and they have removed the entire investigative team at the Internal Revenue Service at the IRS that was investigating Hunter Biden. And uh, listen, Tim, I thank you very much. And uh, I want you to call back in because there's more to talk about. Uh, Not today. We're running out of time. But uh, call back. The IRS removes investigative team from Hunter Biden probe in whistleblower. And it's uh, clearly retaliatory, the whistleblower says. And the Justice Department called for the removal. So the Biden White House called for to shut down the IRS investigation into the Biden family. And the news media thinks this is okay. Look, Tim is 100% right, of course. And, and uh, this... You know, the story about the Justice Department under Merrick Garland, under Joe Biden, intervening at the IRS to dismantle the team investigating Joe Biden's son, Hunter Biden, and as many IRS crimes and all the uh, Treasury Department. Remember, the Treasury Department was stonewalling Congress and and all of this. They flood the zone with so much crazy. That happens on the same day that the Durham report comes out. Uh, crazy. Also, yesterday, a crazy uh, Asian man showed up at uh, Democrat Congressman Jerry Connolly's office in Fairfax, Virginia, and assaulted two people, including a young woman who was working as an intern, and it was her first day working as an intern, Democrat Congressman's office. Welcome to politics. And it turns out the crazy man who attacked them at the office with the baseball bat, uh, Jean Ka Tram Pham of Fairfax, was arrested for assaulting a police officer last year and other crimes, but the Soros prosecutor let him walk. (laughs) 
Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was a three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.